All right. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's uh, episode like four or five of the season now, and it is officially trade deadline day. Ira, what's going on? Uh, things are okay. You know, I'm glad uh, we're getting another podcast in. I think it's only been like, what, like three weeks probably since the last episode. So uh, it's good we're bringing our A game now, uh, January 28th. So yeah, only like two weeks. But uh, Rutgers brings us together and, you know, that makes for a good podcasting environment. Uh, yeah, Ira will be here down the uh, butt-clenching stages of the Rutgers basketball season uh, with our money on the line still. And every, every game I get more and more nervous despite these close finishes, but, you know, it is what it is. I guess either way, I'm coming out a winner. Either I'm going to make some money or uh, Rutgers will make the tournament. Probably making money, I'm thinking, at this point. But uh, another tough loss to Ohio State today, but... Uh, it's a road game, so it's to be expected for the uh, the young Scarlet Knights. Yeah, and most of the Big Ten losing on the road. But let's get let's get to what we're really here for. Uh, no amateur stuff, you know, just professional, uh, hard hat bringing fantasy basketball. Yeah, amen. Well, I, I would say it's, it's a little amateur that we're we're conducting this podcast before the conclusion of the trade deadline. So it's a uh, it's currently nine seventeen, nine eighteen. Uh, Wednesday night, so we still got like five hours to go. Look, we're graduating from these uh, seasonablenesses of unreasonableness to, to reasonableness, and now it's like to it's like the senior citizenness of reasonableness. Like everyone's getting their everyone's getting their moves done. Like you know, three four days before the deadline, uh, nothing really has put me on a high alert. How about you? Anything that you really haven't liked this trade season so far? Uh, I think I've been I've been amused by what's the proceedings. I'd say if anything, it's been a. I think the tables have kind of been turned a little bit. I think uh, some teams that usually are doing pretty well in the market seem to uh, not be making too much progress. Um, it's kind of funny how, you know, Justin doesn't do anything, and then, uh, you know, things suddenly get a lot calmer in these parts. Yeah, I mean, like, I know it's been very dry around my team. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, Andrew making a lot of splashy moves um, after a season where he couldn't really do much, and... Uh, to me, he looks like a very strong team coming out of this trade deadline. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, Andrew. Uh, Andrew definitely came in on a mission. I mean, you know, he's a uh, he had that one championship. I guess what was it now? Three years ago, but uh, in between that one title, he had four missed playoff appearances uh, surrounding it. So uh, I think he's looking to come back for vengeance. You know, he wants another sternum, and uh, he's done it before. He knows the winning formula. So. Uh, I mean, he's executed a lot of moves. I guess he really started this whole thing off, if you uh, exclude that early season Justin deal, right? Uh, I mean, and let's see, he set a pretty high price in the market, too. Uh, looking at his original deal that uh, launched this whole thing. Uh, or actually, I guess it was you, actually, that launched it. But we'll go with Andrew first. Um, Andrew swung a fourth and a seventh to Garrett to get LaMarcus Aldridge and two late picks back. Uh, I would say it was a, a pretty high price in my opinion. I mean, Aldrich is a good player, don't get me wrong, but uh, that's two high-level picks even by uh, the Paul Trade formula, right? Well, look, um, and, and that's fine. To me, the formula is that the teams that are buying in should be paying a premium. So I think that's a good thing to be seeing. Uh, I like where Andrew's going with this roster. Um, you see he has very few just like small forward-only guys. He has a lot of point guard type players and he has a lot of true big men type players that are getting rebounds and blocks. Uh, I think Aldridge is a good piece of that formula. Um, he's always like a sneaky good fantasy guy. He's always like 22nd ranked basically. Like he, he's never going to be that much higher. He's yeah. never, and this is like since his rookie year. I remember him back in those days. He was always like 
back then he was like 36th ranked or so. But like he's really kind of always been in that 20 to 30 range. But he's going to give you consistent performance every night. He doesn't really waver. It's not, he's not going to have a huge game. He's not going to have a shit game either. Um, so I, I think that's a good addition to a team and, and a guy that's useful in the playoffs, especially a, a guy who's not going to sit out games late in the season generally. Yeah, and assuming the Spurs can keep things competitive, I'd say, uh, you know, they probably have all just playing when the fantasy playoffs are happening, which is, uh, yeah, always a welcome sign. But, you know, we've talked about Aldridge a lot, you know, very consistent career, uh, classic Spur, has really embraced the uh, Tim Duncan fantasy mantle of, uh, you know, always underappreciated, but always over-delivers. Um, so, yeah, a good start to Andrew's process, but, uh, you know, he paid a, paid a fair price, a fourth and a seventh. That's not nothing. Uh, what next deal that we saw Andrew pull off was uh, with Levy. I think this one, this one definitely uh, caught my attention. We saw Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, father of one now, um, sitting out a game today. Uh, got dealt for DeAndre Ayton and Rudy Gobert. So. Yeah, a good trade all around, I think. Um, it's funny, at, right before, right after I pulled the, the Ayton deal with Andrew, I said to him, could I have done like a package of Aiton, Chris Paul, and Bradley Beal for like like would you trade Giannis so, basically? The Aiton deal with Levy, you mean? Well, right after I pulled the trigger after, on him. Or, with, well, well, sorry, after Levy accepted him, like would you have done a deal for Giannis? And he's like, you'll see. So I'm like, oh shit, he's he's moving Giannis. I did not expect it to be Levy flipping Aiton within about thirty five seconds mm-hmm. of, of my trade happening. Interesting. Uh, which is kind of why I was pushing Garrett on the uh, when trades are going because I wanted to see it and and, and see the half was going to work on the lead. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> that Paul's <laughs> inability to wait. Well, like we have good reasons for anything, Ira. That's as good as reason of, of anything. Come on. Yeah, it's, I'm just yeah, trying to trying to maintain league integrity here, and uh, you know we have to post our trades on Paul's whims now, just because he's a little impatient. I think the systems worked very well uh, over the last few weeks. It's it's actually given to more interest and added to more discussion than just kind of things going through the league. People are talking about it in text. It's a lot more fun. The text help, I think it probably definitely gets people's eyeballs uh, looking at the league and feeling kind of like, you know, there's a real environment here that you want to be a part of. Uh, I will say, I mean, I don't know. Giannis, I mean, Giannis, for those two, I don't think it's enough for Giannis, personally. No, I don't think so either. It's... No, I, 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 I think it was a little low. I think Levy did a really good job here. Um, but look, if Andrew wins the sternum, he may not really care. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, has anybody ever won the sternum with Rudy Gobert? I don't think it's been done yet. So. No, no. Teams <laughs> usually fizzle out around like fourth place with Rudy Gobert on their playoff <laughs> roster. So I mean, yeah, we've all we've all we all touched them at this. Take, yeah. <laughs> has, the real question is: Has anyone been trading more times so close to the trade deadline as Rudy Gobert has? Because he's always he's always like I don't and he's a likable guy. I don't know, but, but yeah, great Twitter follow. Yeah, uh, but I don't Stumble know. He just. Tower. No one, no one wants to keep him. That's the thing. Especially since we've gone to the, the two top keepers. Uh, Gobert is not really someone that people want to carry through the next season. I don't know. Maybe it's because of like roster construction. I don't know. They're yeah. like having that kind of field free throw punting strategy with uh, less points isn't the best. Yeah. Um, I, I am wondering, as far as roster construction, what Andrew's doing still with Wendell Carter in his IL spot. Uh, move badly to that spot. Wendell Carter's barely played this season, it feels like. Um, and you have enough big guys now that you don't need to rely on him in the postseason. Uh, move Bagley there. Get guys flowing through. I guess maybe depending on his matchups, he can afford to do this for right now. But, uh, yeah, soon enough he'll be, he'll be needing that spot to cycle. Rui Hachimura will probably be up and in and out of his roster. I mean, Thon, Thon McCourt. He, he has some... probably a drop in my opinion. I mean, just I realize he has some upside, but, like, you're not going to keep him at this point. I think Andrew's enough options anyway. Like, yeah. 
Eagle. I mean, Chris Paul looked really good on this roster if Andrew had you know, wanted to give up his third pick for like a 15. Right, we Should we give him a call right now? And try to Call him on your phone. Sure yeah, but I know he's awake. He's, he was listening to the Rutgers game. Let's get, get put this phone next to our phone. See if this works. Actually, let's do, we'll do it. We'll do it as a segment, and uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if we can get this going. All right, our our attempt to get Andrew on the line is uh, no good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh well. I Peters is always here if he wants to give a call in. I'm sure it's just like a Facebook Live thing, and then like you know we can just take direct calls from listeners. But sorry. Can we record podcasts on Facebook Live? I would think so. Then we have to do video, though, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. We don't, we don't <laughs> need that. for the prime time. We don't need that. Okay. All right. And uh, what is wrap up with Andrew's team? He had one more trade. Uh, he gave up his fifth and sixth rounder to Corey for Nikola Vucevic. Uh, I'd say yet again, another pretty steep price. I mean, Vucevic is you know, so, similar to Aldridge, I'd say, like a top, around a 30-ish player. Um, his numbers are a bit down this year compared to... Last year, where he was a career fifty-two percent shooter, now he's down to forty-six. Um, Look, Andrew made these moves as a guy who obviously was not content with his centers all season and just felt that like fuck this, I need to, I need to overload. To get clearly, doesn't see the IP address. I'm pretty sure that was a uh, you know a flaw we pointed out in the roster in the last uh, the last pod. Yeah, uh, so. I, I like this roster. I think he has enough room for flexibility. I think he could use a point guard. Uh, you know, this this is my opinion, but like really though. Uh, no, not just because you have no, 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 no. Like I'm trade. looking down this lineup. His, his point guards are Spencer Dinwiddie, who's his best one. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he's really a backup of Kyrie's. Yeah, in action. Brogdon. He's got Brogdon, like Booker, Lou, Lou Williams, um, who I just feel like he's gonna get like have decreasing minutes as the season goes to get him rested for the, the postseason. Uh, and that's not even really a point guard anyway. And and yeah. then and then Booker, who occasionally puts up point guard stat lines and occasionally does not. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I know. This, the team's definitely good. I mean, and, you know, it, it has enough talent that it could all coalesce into a championship roster. But, you know, this is all just, like, degrees of calculation, you know? Each I agree. team has a chance to win, and uh, this team won't be in the conversation. I agree. Um, do you want to look at a tanking team next and see how Levy did, or would you like to go somewhere else? Yeah, why don't we? Uh, Levy was involved in a lot of the action, so I think it makes sense. He kind of opened the engagement. I think he uh, wanted to get at things quickly. Uh, so we touched on it, but the, uh, why don't you take us through your logic here with the, the DeAndre Aiden deal for Kevin Love, Terry Wazir, and uh, Lonzo Ball? I'm not going to lie. I almost, um, I almost canceled it right before he accepted it um, just because I, I thought I had some other moves for Aiden possibly. I, I was talking to you. I was talking to Duran. Um, I was talking to someone else too. I think I can't remember who. Uh, but I felt that if I could make a deal uh, to get the three for one, I, I might have enough time to kind of close the gap and, and make a run at the playoffs without mortgaging my future, because I, I do have Bradley Beal as a solid second keeper, and I do have Jokic as a, a, gr- a great first keeper. Um, oh, Andrew just texted. Let's see what he had to say here. Yeah. yeah uh, he said it didn't work. Oh, hold on. Well, that's because Paul's canceled his That's I canceled out. Hold on. We're, we're, we're going to try this. Hang with us here. All right, Andrew's just really letting us down today. Uh, now we're having – we got him, but we were having technical issues, so let's just go back to Levy's team. And, uh... Yeah, I think Paul's got his work cut out for him, uh, Yeah, we'll... we'll f- at trimming this podcast together. Look, like, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll figure it all out in time. Uh, so... I think Levy. Be going up, that's for sure. Levy's team, where were we, Ira? So, Levy's team... Well, we were discussing the trade that you made with Levy and uh, trying to get a little more into your mindset with this deal. I got, So, you had said uh, you thought you had enough time to make a run for a, a playoff? Yeah, yeah, I was... 
Well, first off, it's a birth, not a breath. It's just, breath. No, it's a birth. Can I give you a breath? Right. What is a breath? A child takes his first breath? No, that's, a it's a playoff birth. birth. I think breath could be... No, that's, yeah. not, that's not the expression. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make that your own thing, that's fine, but that's it's not the normal expression. Yeah. All right. Anyway, in my attempt to, make, to, to get a playoff berth, I was only about like eight games back at the time I made the trade. Then I, of course, have a 5-4 fumble on a Sunday, and then uh, 4-4-1 against you, and yada, yada, yada. Here I am, like, ten and a half games out of, out of sixth place. You, you, you tried making that move against a big dog like my team. I mean, that was your mistake, you know? You got yeah, the week before, I wasn't playing such a big dog, so, uh, and it just didn't pan out. Yeah. Uh, every Sunday, I, te- I seem to lose, so. Pretty amazing that Dan Corden basically uh, took Paul down and Yeah, and that's, that's twice the season he's beat me. He's really had my number. It's a bad matchup, it seems like. And, uh, yeah, look, it is what it is. I, I don't lose much long-term for that deal. I thought also in the deal, you know, Kevin Love is, Kevin Love is repackageable. Terry Rozier is not a bad late-round keeper. Um, so I, I didn't think I really sacrificed anything for the future or, or near term, really. Yes, I mean, you still, I guess you still got to figure out that late-round keeper at this point, right? I yeah. Mean, whether it's Rozier or, uh, I guess, somebody else on this roster. Yeah, it could be Mo Wagner if I hang on to him. Uh, on Mo Wagner. Whoa, what's wrong with Mo Wagner? I mean, he's got potential, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, he's got a long way to go. I don't think he's really in Washington's uh, long-term plan, so you can bank on him as a keeper next year. Oh, time. I think he's in the long-term plans. I, th- I, think, I think he will be. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, – should we swing to another playoff roster, I guess? Yeah, why not? Um, I guess the other team that made a big move – I mean, I guess let's, let's do Dur- the Jerome Garrett deal. It's fresh in everyone's mind today. Uh, that's kind of a, it might be the last big shot fired, I'd say, as we're heading towards the trade deadline. Um, so the deal to recap, it's a little, I'm not sure how they came to these pick agreements, but uh, Garrett gave up Paul George, Danil Gallinari, Devontae Graham, Pascal Siakam, a fifth rounder and a 13th rounder, and he got back Kawhi Leonard, a sixth rounder and a ninth rounder. I want to believe Garrett had some fancy spreadsheet somewhere that kind of rationalized this move for him. Um, I don't really like it personally. Uh, Kawhi is a really good fantasy player, but he's only playing like every other game, it feels like. Um, between him and Anthony Davis, it seems like just real... Uh, he's he going to have issues filling up night-to-night stats. Um, will it be good for the playoffs? Maybe, if those guys are going to be playing during the playoffs in future years. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I don't love it. To me, Siakam might be a better keeper in a year from now than, than Kawhi Leonard. And he was part of this package that went out. Yeah, I think, I think for me, what really just, yeah, I, I, I think having to include George and Siakam in this deal while giving a, basically like giving pick compensation to a degree, there was some, a degree of a, well, I guess, I guess really Garrett got a slight pick upgrade. He went from basically a ninth to a 13th and swapped around like a fifth and a sixth with Duran. But, uh, I mean, to me, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are pretty similar fantasy players. I realize Kawhi's having a, a great year right now, definitely first-round value, and George has set out more games, uh, isn't really giving the kind of steal production that we're accustomed to, where, you know, he's in, like, a two-range lead in the league. But, uh, I mean, age-wise, not that far apart. Yep. And uh, we just saw Paul George was, like, an MVP candidate for the first half of the season with Thunder last year. Um, so we know Kawhi and George can really abandon you on a moment's notice, but to also give up Siakam, who, you know, we're talking about a guy who's only in his fourth year and has shown tremendous growth every season. I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah, I just don't, don't get the logic behind the move. I know Garrett had a rough season because Larry Markkinen has been a non-factor, but at the same time, he he kept him so late that it, been doing that forever, it shouldn't it shouldn't have affected his entire season. You know, like you still have enough guys at the top level that are effective that maybe he should have made a move earlier to kind of I don't know do something similar to what I did to just get more players and and get your way into the playoffs and see what happens. I, I don't know that. Um, this deal is going to make him so much better in the future. I don't really see how it makes him better in the future. I mean, well, he's he's still keeping Larry Marketing, I think, at this point, right? So he's got Kawhi. I don't Davis. know where Devon, I don't know where Devontae Graham was. Uh, oh yeah, he has Devontae Graham, I think. But he may not have been drafted even. So yeah, he's probably he's be probably a ninth rounder keeper. Yeah, which is fine, but yeah, yeah he's nothing. Uh, well, he traded him though, right? So yeah. Uh, no, he he oh he gave up Devontae Graham in the deal, also. So, Sorry, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I think Gary just wanted to change, but, like, I'm not sure why he had to force the issue for Kawhi out of all people. Yeah, when, when people do change for the sake of change in this league, it doesn't often work out well. It's usually they're just fed up with a player's crap, and, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't love it long term. Yeah. And it's kind of, well, I mean, I would kind of say it was probably Andrew's thinking with this Giannis deal, too. Um, you know, I think... Andrew, I think, has a kind of reputation for just getting tired of, like, a superstar player. He did tell me he was tired of, like, certain stretches where he'd not be shooting, you know, free throws very well. But, like, to me, who, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, I made a living off crappy free throw teams. That's definitely a, one I've really embraced punting that category and just, you know, enjoy my Andre Drummond or enjoy my Dwight Howard, whoever that I have. Yep, yep. Stinks at free throws. Um, all right. So, yeah, definitely, uh, we didn't really touch on Duran too much there, but... Uh, I thought definitely a good deal for him. I, I think he's going to look really good coming into the postseason now. Yeah, I think this is definitely – it has to be the best roster he's ever had going into a playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's fairly healthy. His only guy that's uh, hurt right now is uh, DeMar, and he'll be back after the All-Star game, I would yeah, imagine. He does have back soreness. Yeah, and back soreness sounds like, you know, associate with the Spurs, it's like, uh, you've worked hard for us all season. Why don't you take a breather for a few yeah. games? Um, they're going to be in a playoff fight. Still, right? Still, the case with them. Um, the Spurs, yeah, they had a big losing streak, but they just uh, picked up a win last night. So they'll, they'll, the they'll be they'll be playing down the stretch. He'll be playing down the stretch. Um, Old Depot is is you know working his way back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this roster's pretty packed right now. So yeah. I mean, there's not much room for drops like Goran Dragic, Old Depot probably if you know the recovery tour doesn't go well. Um, Andrew Wiggins, who you know, I mean, he's gonna put up the same fishing numbers in Golden State as he did. In Minnesota. Yep. But uh, definitely a lot of talent, a lot of scoring. Um, he's got a couple big rebounders in Sabonis and Collins, which I think is key because uh, this team's definitely not going to be competing on blocks. So it's definitely going to need to bring in at least in the rebounds, I think. It's going to be challenging just to bank it all on guard stats. Um, but yeah, we'll see if, I mean, Drones have to manage, I think, in the playoffs, obviously. That's kind of a. Yeah, and, and he does have to worry now that he, he did make the drops from this trade that, like, he's going to be lulled into, oh, if I just. Hang on to these guys for one more day and make it to the next round. I'll be fine. But he's going to have to – that's a, that's always a trap in the playoffs. So you have too good of a, a, a one – especially now that we have 15 guys on the roster. You have a, a loaded 1 to 15 roster. Um, You've got to make those drops and, and hopefully he doesn't get kind of too nervous to do it. And, and, and it's been an issue for him in past playoff years. Yeah. I mean, and there's also, you know, I mean, there's also like, you know, the 3 a.m. factor, which, uh, you know, 
definitely has uh, some value in terms of the players you're able to pick up every day. Yeah. So, uh, I, well, look, I always wonder if it's, a, if it's an easier blow for him since he's in central time. So for him, it's, it's 2 a.m., right? So theoretically, you can well, stay up yeah. to 2 a.m. Yeah, work, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in college, that kid stayed up till like four in the morning all the time. So if he has, you know, any of that resilience is carried he's over. Engaged, right? Man, booty call going on. You know, well, he's, in, he's engaged. So it's actually, you know, the women usually are who put us to bed earlier. So that's kind of the problem. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess we'll see if she's a keeper, and you know, and if she's willing to deal with the alarm going off. You know, <laughs> that's that's the real that's the real uh, the real sign of a true fantasy basketball wife. Uh, but yeah, so that's the rounds team. What you? Uh, I think. Right now, going to make the playoffs again in all likelihood. Uh, that'll be... Yeah, he's, he destroyed... Uh, who was it last week? Justin, he, he destroyed 8-1 last week? Uh, I think he did whoop Justin last week. It was a 7-2, yeah. So yep. that was a nice win for Duran. Yep. Yeah, well, you like went up a whopping... Yeah, these are some lines right here. For last week, Duran dropped 898 points. Wow. 99 three-pointers, 296 rebounds, 234 assists, 46 steals... 83 throw percentage, 49.3 field goal percentage. I mean, you know, Justin didn't stink in this one either. Justin actually had 60 games played last week, which is like a playoff. That's wild, yeah. <laughs> quantity. But Duran's 51 still whooped him. So, you know, yeah, yeah, these are the big boy years, and Duran's uh, appears to be catching up. J- Justin's really, and I know Justin has the new job. He's going to have some fatigue, I think, coming in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be making so many moves. Flag today. Like I just said. I can't bother you for trades this year. You can propose them to me. I mean, that, that is not how it works. No. Well, he has nothing to trade for anyway. I mean, that, that team is, uh, ugh. I, well, if he wants, he can give up his picks if he wants let's, to. Let's talk, why, don't, why don't we talk about Justin's team? Every week we get a, a message, him uh, being bothered that we didn't talk about his team enough. So let's just do it. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's go to his team. Let's do a deep dive right now. Well, I think the message is, is it's always like, oh, really? Like, you have you couldn't say anything nice about me in the entire podcast. Uh, I, I I listen every week, and you guys don't talk about me or say anything nice about me. <laughs> yeah, I thought he really snapped on Levy for no reason, by the way, in that text thread. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, uh, that was a, that was a big text chain. He, he thought that Levy was picking on him. I thought it was a little bit out of line, personally. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's all it's all fair. I, that's what I thought. I don't yeah, I, I see in text thread. I found it very found it very strange that he would call him out for uh, you know. For not not too much going on. Anyway, let's let's take a look at his team here. So, uh, yeah. of course, he has all the hot pickups. He has Kai Bauman. He has Christian Wood, um, Gary Trentsman, uh, killing it from deep for Portland. But yep. it looks like he's back to a sucking again. So, you know, comes and goes. Yep. Anyway, he's got he had four con Corkmas who he just dropped. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, he, right now he's Clint Capella injured, and, you know, this is what we talk about when we say don't make the trades early in the season, because you can't plan on Clint Capella getting injured yep. and sitting on the sidelines right now. And th- this team is bad. I mean, I'm looking around this oh, roster. Man. I mean... Are, are, you, are you saying you're making a run call right now if nobody comes? Uh... Well, the problem is that Dan is really good, but, and, look, there's always a shot. I have Corey this week. I could 8-1 yeah. him or whatever. Right. I'll have to get that one and record. Dan is really good. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, don't, we're going to use that one as a drop going forward. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this team is garbage. I mean, I had DeAndre Hunter on my team for a lot of the season. He's bad. I know he's got some more minutes recently, but look at that shooting percentage. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's still it's, a long way to go. It's atrocious. Um, really just a, a points guy at this point. Yeah. Um, um, this team has a few good pieces, but 
I mean, definitely in comparison to the rest of the playoff roster, is, uh, is not there yet. When you're talking about impact players in the in the postseason, you had Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons. You yeah, got LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Right, come on, right, come on. He had some credit. He has Ben Simmons, LeBron, Clint Capella should be back. I assume the Hawks want to see their new toy in action. He's got Christian Wood, who's like a very hot pickup right now. And it's going to do big things with Drummond gone. Yeah. That's a guy I remember, like, Dan Weiser was really high on him back in the day because, like, he was always— What day are we referring to? He was, on the Sixers, since, uh, he, was, he was on the Sixers draft—no, no, I mean as a player. He was on the Sixers draft board, and he was, like, this highly touted guy. And he's just kind of bounced around the league for years, but he always seemed to have the skill set if anyone gave him a chance. Uh, must not be too good of a defender, or else I, I imagine he would have gotten that. Also, that Dwayne, Dwayne Casey is a bit of is a kind of impossible to work with. Uh, this, this is like his like fifth or sixth team though in in, in that time span. So mm-hmm. it's it's not just Dwayne Casey. Oh, I'm just saying. Well, right now, Chris Wood's like a mid round value. He's uh, playing some very good basketball. On. That's likely to continue. Uh, Daniel Thias is a good end of the bench guy. Torian Prince, uh, good three pointers, but like, yeah, th- this roster's thin compared to the competitors and. I mean, I don't know. Justin can't give us the time to make trades. I'm not sure he's going to give us the time to make the moves either. Might just be on a, you know, Jack's uh, nap schedule or, you know, midnight schedule. So uh, I'm concerned. I'm not sure. I mean, this could be a first-round answer for Justin, I think. Yeah, look, though Justin is on a tear. He's at 166 moves already <laughs> to this point of the season. It's, it's unbelievable. I, mean, I think the rest of the record's like two – I think Andrew had the record at like 276. Okay. But uh, with the playoffs, if Justin actually was to like, go to the finals, he could make a run at it. And that's definitely – he's tearing through the league right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of worrying times for the, for the league's future if we have a, an uninterested uh, Dibsy. But uh, for now, I'm excited to see what happens. Yep. Well, right now, you stand five games clear of second place, which is weird to me. Weird to you? Yeah. Weird in that I'm usually not there, or that you know, no, you're usually there, but I, I feel or... like your team's not that good. Yeah. I 4 4 won you this past week. Well, you were working pretty hard this past week, too. I mean, it was like your team stunk, it was, was crappy at this point. You had made the trip at Levy, you had made your push, yeah. And you know, I just kind of held my ground, but uh, I, my team was like good, but never that great this whole season. And uh, you know, this last, I mean, when I saw you make those moves, I kind of like. I kind of told myself I'm going to need to step it up a little bit. I kind of wanted you out of the way. I wanted the market to open up trade-wise, need some more uh, assets to be had out there. Um, so I wanted to fight you off, which I, I think was the right decision right now. We're looking at like a Chubby or a Dan probably uh, taking sixth place unless one of them makes a move right now. What, what, what high praise that is, that you don't want me in the playoffs. You don't want to have to deal with my uh, with me. That's, that's really I've come, I feel like I've come a long way since like four years ago. And four years ago, you would have gladly welcomed me into the playoffs. That's a fair point. No, you take this a lot more seriously than you used to. Uh, the Paul, uh, this, this will, might be my worst finish as in the Paul Cantera, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. No, it's a, you know, definitely a number one threats right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting the playoff bracket as myself at one, uh, John Andrew at two, three, and then it's probably going to be Jerron four, and then Bibsy five, Shabir six. I think that's what we're looking well, at. Maybe Dan fights his way in there instead of Trevier. But, but uh, let's talk about the very cowardly apartment of, uh, you know, Observer <laughs> Park 906. Cowardly apartment. These guys are too afraid to make trades that are going to push their teams. Uh, which one of the cowards do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's do John. Cause, yeah, I mean, John listens. Give us yeah, anything. That's right. John listens. <laughs> so, I mean, John, I mean, he said to me today, you know, I think, I think the best playoff strategy is just 5-4 in your way there. 
And I mean, I mean, I said more power to more him. power to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I understand it takes five stats to win. I'm like, hey, look, if if I think my team's not that good, maybe I just go for five stats and you know, YOLO. If I can make it happen, I'll make it happen. But like, I'd like to at least feel like I have a good shot at seven of them. Like. Give me an out, you know? One yep. injury, you know, in your uh, Well, he has, he has uh, Nurkic still in his IL spot, which makes no sense to me. That guy's not going to have any value this season. Uh, he has Kyrie, <laughs> just Kyrieing the shit out of stuff. Well, to have Kyrie not in your IL spot and keep carrying Nurkic, yeah, seems like a mistake. It seems like uh, overkill. Um, he has guys he can move at the end of his bench. Derek Favors will be hurt or not playing by the end of the season to make room for Jackson Hayes. Uh, PJ Tucker is going to break his back probably playing all these center minutes for the for the Rockets. Tucker just isn't that good at this point. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get rebounds. Like he he does the little things that don't show up in fantasy. Yeah. So not worth it. Uh, he picked up Brooke Lopez from Eric. He didn't, which eight, is a good move. Eighth round of fourteen. He tried using that move to rationalize why he shouldn't give me a high pick for Chris Paul, and I'm like, well, Eric makes a bad trade every single year, if not two bad trades every single year. So. Uh, Eric only getting an eighth-round pick for Brooke Lopez is pretty pretty bad. And he did the same thing last year when he had Brooke Lopez and traded him to me. So uh, I, I don't know what, what Eric's doing, really. He, he, he's – well, we can discuss him afterwards, but um, – We can circle all the way around. Yeah, that, that's a good pickup for John. I think it's a, it's a larger question about the trade market, really. Yeah. And we haven't gone through all the deals yet. But, I mean, compared to, like, what – and Brook Lopez is a unique player just because he does one thing basically right now. Well, he does two things. He blocks shots and he hits threes, so... Right. Well, I mean, he's only averaging, like... I think he's averaging maybe two threes for the season. So, like, yeah, he's at, he's at 1.4 threes. So, it's, he's had a down year that could get better, but, like, that's not that many three-pointers. So, I mean, yes, for a center, that's useful, but mainly he blocks shots. Yep. That's what you're getting. Yep. And he won't hurt you anywhere. Yep. Um, but Which is good for John's team, but... I don't know. For Eric, I mean, you know, probably could have done a little better if you tried to talk a little bit, I think, to the market. Um, people like block shots. Brooke Lopez is a really draft pick. Not sure why you don't only get an eighth for that. Yep. Um, but, I mean, there's a dot. I mean, if Kyrie's not playing, do you, I, I can't imagine this team being able to pull it off. No. Um, yeah, look, John's going to wind up complaining during the playoffs again that, you know, he couldn't drop somebody and, uh, and, and he's going to be blaming the system when the reality is. There are moves out there for him, and he's too afraid to take them as he doesn't want to, you know, God forbid he hedges his future a little bit. As I told him earlier today, so this is not new, um, look, Justin hasn't had a, a favorable draft board in eight years, and he's won multiple championships. Um, you, There's two. You, yeah. Well, that's multiple. It is multiple. Uh, and he's, oh, but he's always up in the, in the conversation. And, you know, to, to do that, you need to make some sacrifices for your future draft board. Uh, it, it's not like John is such a genius at drafting that he's going to take advantage of his third and fourth round pick. You know, if, if you're not giving up that much, you could afford to do it. And uh, this team could use one or two upgrades. That's all. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. I definitely, I mean, I definitely think the scoring is going to be a problem. I mean, when you're only talking about Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton doing most of the heavy lifting on this roster. Yep. And look, the, this, the, and you mentioned Kyrie, but this roster is really one injury away to any any of like Dame Willard, oh, yeah. Miles Turner again. Uh, well, Miles for, Turner is whatever, but but you know um, if either of those two, if either of those three and, scores go down, yeah, that's it. You're you're totally fucked. Yep. Um, and and it's, yeah, it's it's not clear. With Kyrie, definitely a lot of question marks. Um, and Middleton, I mean, he's on a hot streak right now. He's not going to shoot 
55% all season. No. Uh, it's pretty pretty crazy year for him. And that, that's, that definitely seems like a team that will be resting guys uh, yeah. close Even to the playoffs. Even with the Raptors winning 15 straight, they're still like eight games behind the Bucks. Yep. So, uh, look, I think John will – it would not surprise me if John knocks off a great team in the playoffs again, but I just find it hard to believe that he's going to win three matchups. Here's a real question. Do you think – let's say John fizzles out in the first or second round again this year. Uh, well, I guess he has the first round bye. Prob- uh, like, well, well and, not necessarily. It's, it's good between him and Andrew, I think. Yeah, and Andrew's looking bye. really good. So, yeah. well, if John fizzles out before the, the finals again this year, uh, do you think he's going to learn from his mistake or do you think he's going to continue managing in the same way going forward? Uh, I don't think the kid learns. I think he, I, I think he thinks yeah, that the odds will eventually will flip in his favor. Yeah, I think John does things his way. You know, it's, uh, you know. If I can't win, if I can't put five on black and win, then I'll put ten on black and try again, you know? And I think that's the, <laughs> the John Stein <laughs> strategy with gambling and in uh, fantasy basketball. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Andrew's schedule down the stretch. Looking pretty – I mean, he's got Duran this week, tough matchup. But then he's got Levy, John, and then Paul. I mean, Paul's team might be okay, but Andrew's going to beat him, and he's going to whoop Levy. So – uh, he's in good shape. John's got a three-game lead on him, though. So let's see here. John doesn't play me. So, so Andrew plays. Oh, me. Andrew plays me. Yet yeah, last yeah. week. Yep. So John's got Justin right now, then Duran, then Andrew, and then Dan. So that, that means a pretty tough final four. Uh, you may not blow out anybody over that stretch. So I don't know. It's gonna be real tight between those two to see if uh, who gets that first round bye. Very coveted by this year for sure. Uh, do you want to talk about Shavir's team or would we rather talk about... When we're talking about Shavir's team or I guess we talk about me or we talk about the overall trade market. Let's just do Shavir quickly. Okay. Oh, and Dan to talk about. Okay. I mean, uh, one of these two teams are making the playoffs, I think, unless you get hot or you decide to make more moves than they do probably to fight your way up there. But, uh, I mean, right now, I mean, I heard some pretty big offers are going to throw in Shavir's way and he had no interest in, moving, in trading James Harden. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I guess that's fair since he's not interested in making so many moves. So, like, you know, having a superstar keeper goes a long way in that context. I, I'm not sure he's interested in winning, to be honest. I think he just is interested <laughs> in having guys that he likes on his team. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair characterization, I guess. Yeah, how, many, how many moves is he at right now this year? Uh, he's at nine moves for the season. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a priority for Tribune. He, that is – so – Corey's the lowest with two. Uh, <laughs> Dan has six, and then Trevier has nine. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Duran's got 12 moves all season. Huh. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. The problem with having such low moves, too, is you don't get the practice for the playoffs. You, like, forget mm-hmm. how the mechanisms work sometimes, I think. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a fair point. Probably helps to have that. Right? Like, you don't get the rhythm of, like, adding a, a guy with a Friday-Saturday game or a, Sat- a Friday-Sunday game. Like, th- yeah. there's a lot of, like, little intricacies that you pick up from, from making moves throughout the season. Uh, if there's ever a guy in waivers and you don't really understand how the waiver process works and like, cause it always says it, it always says it clears on Monday, but it really doesn't come to your line until Tuesday. Yeah. So like, if you don't have experience with that throughout the year enough, trust me, it takes me like three, four times a year to have a, a waiver claim for <laughs> well, that to yeah. stick. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have complaints about the app again next year, Paul. It's okay. It's, it's, a, it's an annual tradition. And it's not the app. It's just uh, poor communication by Yahoo. It, I don't understand why it says this will be reflected in your lineup on January 3rd, but it's not actually reflected in your lineup till, till January 4th. It doesn't make any sense. I think it says it'll be reflected in your lineup on January 4th. But like, no, but it's, it, it comes to your lineup the day after it says it. 
It's crazy. I, I realize that, like, I understand what you're saying. It, or it says, like, in the, it, it shows the date in, like, the waiver being, like, whatever, February 12th. And then it actually shows up in your lineup. The next day. It yes. does say that, like, in, the, in, like, the fine print. There's a fine print? Okay. But, but like, it's stupid. Why do that? Yes. Just... Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's actually, if you look at the... Because uh, it clears waivers the, mid, the midnight or the 3 a.m. of that, that day, I think, is what happens. Yeah. If you look at the, uh, the trade deadline, actually, like the little note for Yahoo, it takes you to like the football trade deadline page. So, you know, this, this whole system's a, a bit of a joke when it comes to, you know, giving proper attention to any of the ba- basketball functions. Yeah, Yahoo doesn't care about us. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, I, mean, I appreciate the history that they've carried for us, but yeah, a new platform does have its upside. Um, all right, let's hit Dan's team. Um, yeah, well, he's got Zion, which is probably like kind of like having a trade on acquisition. Yeah, so uh, for a big time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely taking things up a notch for Dan. I mean, he's got Adebayo, Whiteside, and Zion all together. Uh, it's a pretty great big man in the threesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's also got Robert Covington, who like had a pretty nice upgrade, I think, by going to Houston. Because like, that's the perfect perfect system for him. Yeah, yeah. Just like you're great at rebounds, you're great at blocks and steals because like the ball's gonna be flying around. You need to be there, and you're just gonna sit, stand here and shoot threes all day. Like I think again, this is someone that could use. A, a more, he's asleep now, but he could use a more serviceable point guard. Maybe uh, he has his picks to trade, but you know doesn't really. Yeah, not gonna. I mean, I feel like somebody would have to, like, literally, like, fly out to Amsterdam and, like, sit down with Dan and probably, like, walk through the process of making the deal. Yeah, I think I proposed my trade. Let's see. Let's analyze this trade that's not going to happen. Uh, oh, you made a proposal? Yeah. And he had enough time to look at it today, but he just didn't do anything with it. Uh, I proposed him Kevin Love, Deadman, Chris Paul on a 10th rounder for Hassan Whiteside in the third rounder. Chris Paul... Say it again, please. Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman. And Chris okay. Paul. First okay. on Whiteside and a third. Whiteside? Yeah. And he gave you a third? No. Yeah. What? <laughs> Come on. I was just trying to test the trade read rule, man. <laughs> you can't do that. Jesus. I'm proud of you, Dan. You fight the ass. I also, at one, at one point, I considered giving him Chris Paul, Kevin Love, and, uh, and Beal for Zion, but I got too nervous, so I, I bailed on it, like, within two seconds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Zion's going to be like a... Well, Dan should keep him, which he should. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Zion hasn't really come with the steals and the blocks yet, but... Uh, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming with time. Free throws are going to be a bad, but... Uh, yeah. He's still worth it. And he might, he might not attempt a three-pointer for, like... Well, he hit a few in his first he's game, actually. Point four for the year so far. Yeah. So, uh, and, like, they were all in his first game, the ones he made, I think, so... Yeah, no, they'll, they'll come. I mean, they're going to warm up slowly. Hey, you're right, actually. He literally had four three-pointers in the 22nd. Yeah, but... Not one in the next, like, 10 games. Look, again, Dan has a good roster. It's going to be bad if he doesn't make the playoffs. Like, because if he... Again, if he can't... I said two years ago also, if he can't make it with this roster, he's never going to make the playoffs. Well, well, he's got a shot right now, I think, for a Tribune. Yeah, and he's no shot at the playoffs, though. He's a a first-round exit. He's just not going to be able to put the work in. Yeah, but, I mean, come on, you know. The the dude should just be... It's going on a victory tour if he if he can make the playoffs. That'd yep. be a great I mean this season's already great for him. If he gets seventh place, yep. that's fantastic. By the way, it was funny. I, I was looking for some email and I came uh, when I was Googling or well searching my Gmail rather, I came across Dan Weiser's farewell email when he left the league. And like part of the, part Wait, of you it, said nothing? Well no, part of it was him joking that like he'd have too much of an advantage being in Australia so far ahead of the waiver wire time. 
Okay. Uh, and I was thinking, like, man, Dan, ha- like, Dan has an advantage over everybody. Like, it's nine, a- it's nine a.m. when the when waivers clear there. Yeah, that's like he he, do- he do- like doesn't even have to like spend a lot of time because he- everything's available to him, and he has not taken advantage of it at all. It's a real shame. Yeah, no, I f- I feel you, but it's, I don't know. We need we need Dan to come home. Dan can come home, man. Maybe. That's not going to change anything. I don't think. Yeah, he's he plenty bed before he left for Amsterdam. Yeah, but watch, in fact, but he's had two I, of his better seasons since being in Amsterdam now. So. If I saw him more often, I'd be happy to like walk him through the app and like show him how it works. You know, I think, I think when you see the simplicity of it, you know, kind of, you could realize like, you know, man, I could just do this one, two, three, like no problem. Hey. But I was actually looking at the schedules. Dan's probably in trouble. Um, so Chavira's playing Dan right now. Then myself, Corey, and then Duran, oh, Eric to finish up. Yeah. Okay. And then Dan has to play. Oh, sorry, Dan, yeah. mm-hmm. Justin, Duran, and John. All all playoff teams. Yeah. So honestly, like, whoops, Trevier here. I don't really see how, because uh, he's gonna get beat up by Duran. John's not, probably not gonna lose to him. Justin. John will beat him five four. <laughs> it's funny. John really hasn't been winning that many five four matchups, but yeah, I mean, the way he's shaping his roster, so it might be tough for Dan. But hey, you know, I'm pulling for you, buddy. Knock off Chiguri at one this week, and then, you know, maybe you can hold on. Um, this is the weirdest week of fantasy, though. I always say it. That this all-star week where, like, guys don't want to play before the break, and then, like, everyone plays Wednesday night, yeah. except for, like, three, three teams play Thursday, and, uh, and then we don't come back till what, Tuesday the next week. So, and, uh, very strange fantasy week. Anything can happen. Just up a goofy week, so I mean, we'll see how things shake out. I mean, Dan right now is up eight one on him. You're up eight yep. one on Corey, so yep. I think Paul's in the playoff conversation. <laughs> if uh, uh, t- ten and a half games is a big is a big gulf to, uh, uh, and against three managers, basically, I have to, I have to, uh, to deal with contending. So well, it's funny if, if if the matchups stand out they are now, Dan will be in third place next week. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're in which case, like probably eight of you need to shoot yourself. So yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> should we dive in? Do you want to dive, dive into these trades? Do you think we did enough with them? I think we did enough with them. Okay. Well, I'll let go. I'll say it seemed like Andrew was overpaying. I think Garrett fell asleep with the wheel. I'm not sure why. But Andrew – see, to me, though, Andrew looks like the best team going into the playoffs. And, and I think it's worth overpaying yeah, if well, you're going to be the clear-cut favorite. Yeah, I, I respect your managing. I respect your spreadsheet that, like, everyone should be – honestly, if everyone didn't just shit their pants the second you sent that spreadsheet out last year, like, uh, I don't know. Because no one's using that. None of us have the time for that shit, you know? It's, it's not that difficult. There are resources out there that can help with these things. But, uh... Do you develop that by yourself? We never talked about this. Developed it? Yeah, do you develop that schedule or do you find it from, from somewhere on the internet? Uh, I mean, you can search around to find, like... No, I'm asking, the schedules. one that you used... That what I did? Yours? I, I put it in myself. Okay. Yeah, I do, I do that myself. There's... The Yahoo stuff isn't easy to, like, lift, but... I mean, so with the scheduling stuff, you can find it on other websites and it's easier to lift there. Uh, but yeah, Yahoo just makes everything so hard. It's stupid. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll try my best. It's, you know, the fantasy gods definitely play a big role in this. So we'll, uh, we'll see how things shake out. You know, we have a nice probably four-team battle going on, I think. Probably can count on Justin at this point if he's not going to do anything. Yep. So. Uh, well, it'll, it'll be fun. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's discuss uh, Shooting Stars Reminder before yep. we get going. I mean, you have to... Get yep. a check-in. Right? Let's get the reminder, I will, date, yep. time. Well, this coming Saturday, 
I gotta check the confirm the time of the festivities for All Star. My internet was having some issues before getting it from the NBA site, but uh, probably around like six o'clock. I'll, I'll be watching the Rutgers game a little earlier, so you know, when you get here, you get here. All right. I, I think and, uh, I think we have enough for at least like two, three teams. So hopefully, have three teams at least. Two teams is uh, of guys. I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see who. Well, it's you, me, Andrew. Okay. Uh, Garrett. Levy. Uh, Trevier. Trevier. John? John hasn't responded, so I'll check on... You better show up John, God. Yeah. He's too busy counting his 5-4 wins. No Justin? No Justin. I think Corey said he's out. Corey, no Corey. Oh, Dan Weiser. Oh, Dan Weiser's coming. So we should, have, okay. we should have three teams. Okay. Somebody might have to double up. I don't know. Maybe like two-man teams or something to change the strategy up this year. Why some of the girls will play, you know. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. Actually, uh, the uh, the commissioner silver availability is at seven p.m. on Saturday, and the uh, festivities start at eight. So, so probably around like closer seven. eight, or, or, or seven, yeah. seven seven o'clock show up. You know, come get we'll order Domino's. You know, Domino's night. Yeah, I think so. Okay. We generally do Domino's. Okay. Uh, I think we did nicer. Oh, I think we did both last year, didn't we? They ordered from the fancy place. I think we did both last. Did year. we do both? I think we had both kinds of pizza. Yeah. Interesting. Well. You're not a democracy guy like that? You'll just no. uh, dictate what we're doing? It's too complicated. Okay. By the way, I was, I was looking at this light above us. We yeah. totally work this in as a shot. Uh, no, man. We're not trying to break the, everything in the apartment. It's a ping pong ball. Oh, my God. How's a ping pong ball? Ha- ha- how's, your, how's your thinking been going about shooting from the balcony? Have you figured anything out? I, I'm still thinking... I think probably you have to aim for this... The, the far island here. I think that's a fair shot. The short one's too close. I was thinking about doing it as some sort of additional bonus. Additional bonus. Yeah, like you play the game as it is, and then like you basically have like three attempts per person afterwards, and if one and if you make it, it's like thirty seconds off your time or something like that. Okay. Like, so it's like a time bonus. All right. All right. I think I'm fine with that. So each person gets three attempts. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right. We can talk about it, but okay. I think that's a good spot. Though. You put the cups there. Shoot from the balcony. You know. You know, the ones that we probably discuss if knocking the cup over is the DQ or not, because I feel like that could be a, a problem from that angle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I know we're using the, that far space as the standard uh, shooting spot. The far space. Yeah. Well, no, no one's going to understand what we're talking about. We'll, yeah. we'll figure we'll, it out when we'll, they're we'll here. We'll workshop it, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for All-Star Saturday. Yeah, it's always going to be a good time. Uh, dunk contest is probably going to be pretty lame, I think, with all these retreads. Yeah, the, who do we got this year? We got Derek Jones Jr., Dwight Howard. I think Aaron yeah, Gordon's Dwight back Howard. in it. I can't believe Dwight did it. Ugh. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I was so ex- yeah. I was always hyping that the way LeBron should make the comeback when he left to the Miami and everybody hated him. What's that to the con- jump you're, you're correct. That would have totally swung the narrative, no problem. Yeah. But like at this point, Dwight Howard, what are you thinking, man? Like, I, I don't know. He's going to hurt himself first off. He's just going to look stupid. He's yeah. going to have some st- stupid gimmick. Eh, it's not going to work. I don't mind gimmicks as long as they're like fun and the, and the dunk is still well executed. Like there was that one year Serge Ibaka. Remember he like bit like – it was like he did like a Lion King dunk and he like bit like a stuffed animal lion out of the hoop. It was like – the year was like him, JaVale McGee. Um, I want to say Oladipo. That – Oh, yeah, the McGee did, like, the three-ball dunk or something? Yeah, like, it, was, was it, it wasn't bad. But as long as you make it in the first few and, like, and the gimmick is interesting, I don't mind a gimmick. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Nate Robinson's still the standard setter. I mean, oh, yeah, 30, 30 dunks to make one, <laughs> and uh, please. 
All right, let's, let's wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Maybe we'll have a few more trades here as the hours drift away, but uh, I don't really think so. So, um, Looking forward to the playoff action. Uh, maybe we'll check in before that kicks off just to kind of discuss the bracket. But uh, good trade deadline. I'm glad we're all being civil, and uh, we'll be back. Thanks for listening.